Welcome to another episode featured on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and other popular podcast channels. And now, your university professor, published author, and U.S. Army Airborne Ranger veteran, Dr. Aaron Bryant. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier how families are impacted by this, and I thought about my ex-wives, and I know, like, man, if I could actually go back and explain that to her, maybe I would have still been married to one of the exes. But, <laughs> but needless, needless to say, it's I we just don't know that that sea of people coming to you, hearing that for the first time, is because in this particular generation, this is something that's fairly new. So I can only imagine when I go and talk to some of my veteran uh, Vietnam vet buddies and talk to them, you know, and maybe they can explain that to their families. I mean, we are, this is new territory. So what you guys are doing is hugely important and I'm glad the word is finally getting out. This is obviously something we need to continue to work on and continue to talk about. Yeah, that's great. So I want to talk about BEST, Brain Education Strategies Technology, that's B-E-S-T. So you've been working in this field, you've, um, you're starting to basically, well, again, I want to take your thunder. Why don't you talk about how that came to be, this amazing program, and what brought you to leading something like this? Sure. So many people, as, as you know, as you've revealed, probably struggle with cognitive issues and they may not really realize what that is. And part of what I wanted to do was to really help them rebuild their lives. I wanted to help them recognize that some of what they were experiencing, you know, that people understand that, that um, there's this concept called self-regulation and awareness and self-efficacy. There's a lot of terms that people, you know, throw around, but a lot of it is just related to recognizing and wanting to and becoming aware of some of the struggles that you're having. And so that's really what I wanted to do at best. I wanted to create some practical tools that would help individuals increase their independence, sort of increase their productivity, and really give them a sense of rebuilding their lives once they were sort of diagnosed with this thing, which is a very scary thing. I mean, to hear that you have a brain injury is a very scary thing to hear that you're dealing with post-traumatic stress and that that can be an ongoing kind of a thing that that you deal with as is brain injury all of those things are very scary and so i really wanted to help people see that there were that there were some options out there and my background as i mentioned is really more on the cognitive side of things I have a degree in psychology, but I've always been an educator and I've always taught the cognitive, the thinking part of all of this. And so for me, I, I began seeing some gaps in what technology was available and um, how there were gaps in that technology. And so uh, I'm kind of a technology geek and I love technology. I started using technology with my students at Coastline when the very first handheld, you know, HP iPack came out or the Palm Pilot years ago, I was using one myself. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is going to help my students as well. And so I found ways to integrate that into my classroom. And I realized that, you know, back in those days, apps weren't very common. You know, there weren't mm -hmm. 3 million apps in the app store. There was, you know, maybe 10,000 or something. And so I, I started thinking that what I was doing in the classroom, which was very um, 
cumbersome. You know, it took a lot of energy to do a lot of what we were doing in the classroom. And what I wanted to do was try and find a way to integrate the technology to make it easier on people. And so that's where kind of the ideas for the apps came from in terms of one of the things that PES does is it's created an app called The Best Suite, which is a suite of tools that really addresses a lot of the um, cognitive or the executive function issues that people deal with. So I, I started doing that. I created an app on my own, sort of, it was for my students. I thought this is, you know, this is gonna help my students. So I'm gonna do this. I started the app, created it on my own and my students started using it and they liked it. And then um, actually Mary Ellen Salzano is someone that introduced you and I, and I was talking to Mary Ellen about it. And she's like, oh, wait a minute, we should. And so we kind of started talking and uh, it just kind of evolved from there. And she thought that it was a really great idea and could help people that she knew. And so um, it kind of evolved from there. And then about four and a half years ago, one of my students was getting ready to graduate from my, from my class and came to me and said, you know, I really want to work with older adults, but I think what you're doing here and the apps that you've created would really help that population. So I, we started talking and we were both talking about doing nonprofits and then we sort of decided, you know what, why not just do it together? And uh -huh. so um, that was the beginning of BEST. It was with a former student of mine that um, really had an interest and had learned. Um, she's pretty funny because she would be the first to acknowledge that she was not a technology user before. <laughs> she used a flip phone, she likes right. to say. And now all of a sudden she's becoming this technology wizard. So it was very cool to, to do that. And uh, we had a third person that was a friend and a colleague of mine who had had some nonprofit experience. And so we created BEST and we founded it as a, a 501c3 in 2016 and ever since then we've been you know we've been just been creating things and reaching out to people and i know you're going to ask a little bit later but we've we've gotten some grants that have really helped us reach out and so okay. we're very excited about it well since you brought it up um the grants i know from talking to other 501c3s they're sometimes a little challenging to get, especially in this day and age, um, the being able to find the funding uh, to be able to support something that sometimes is free. Um, how is you as a CEO, because that's a huge responsibility to facilitate such a thing, how are you um, leveraging all of that? You know, we've been really lucky. We, um, and part of it I think comes from the, the time that I had spent sort of cultivating relationships within the military and within the Department of Defense and with speech and language pathologists and occupational therapists, et cetera. So I had, a, I had a, a background and some relationships that I was able to bring in to BEST. But um, we basically got founded and within about three or four months, we got our very first grant from an organization called the Infinite Hero Foundation, which is a part of Oakley Sunglasses and all that. And it was a project that was to train veterans in the use of the best suite at that point in time. Wow. And that was, you know, several years ago. So the best suite has changed and evolved and grown significantly since then. But it was a great experience. We had 50 veterans from um, all over California, Colorado, Washington, and Oregon all participated in this project. 
and we taught them how to use the best suite and a couple of other apps not that we've created but that we recommend and it was just a really great success um, there were individuals that were from the vietnam war from the korean war so it wasn't just oef oif veterans it was veterans from many different wars and it was just really great to see how they could see the benefit in using the technology. And so that was really our first grant that we got really early on. And um, since then, we've applied for a number of other grants um, to help develop the app further. So we've worked with the Shepherd Center um, in Atlanta, which is a very well-known rehabilitation hospital. Uh, we've worked with Craig Hospital in Colorado. And um, we are currently working on a project, which I know we'll talk about, at least I hope we will, which is a Veterans Train the Trainer project. And that was really based on some of the work that we did originally with Infinite Hero. And we had success and we wanted to build on those successes. And so that's where we're at right now. Okay, all right. So before we talk about VT3, I like that cooler. It's like something out of the Terminator movie. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I want to, you brought up, you know, being a 501c3, clearly, you know, the infrastructure behind that, there are people that exist that help continue to make this successful um your board members and you being the founder more specifically the founder but as the person is running the company as a ceo you got to be selective you have to pick the right kind of people who are going to have the same level of investment as you are not necessarily financial but just you know that personal investment somebody who believes in it talk a little bit about some of the board members that are behind the scenes their backgrounds and how you go about selecting these individuals to help you know keep this moving forward sure yeah, so our board is a small board because we're a small organization still, um, but the board is made up of uh, one of the board members is a captain in the, um, he's in the army, yeah, U.S. Army. He's stationed in Europe, he's at Longstuhl, and he's one of the behavioral health officers for uh, the U.S. Army Europe version, or um, can't think of the right word, but U.S. Army or Europe. So he has been very um, interested and very involved in sort of what we've been doing for a while now and in, you know, also helping people within the military kind of get a sense of what, what it is and how it might be beneficial. So um, he's been a great asset to the organization. Uh, we also have, his name is uh, Dr. Ciro Visoni. Dr. Stacy Hunter Schwartz is um, an individual that I've known and worked with for many, many years. She was at Coastline at one point in time and has run a variety of nonprofits. So she's been very integral in the development of and the creation of a 501c3, which you know I didn't know anything about. So she was so instrumental in that. Uh, I remember hearing you talk on one of your podcasts about the process of creating right and in, in yeah. some of your guests so it's it's not an easy process That's uh, right and then uh, dr Lori elhart is a speech and language pathologist that's up in oregon she works at the university of oregon and she's actually part of uh, what they call cber which is a center for brain injury research and training and so Lori and i have worked together for a number of years on various products uh, projects and and grants and stuff and then uh, we have a board member who is obviously a survivor of a brain injury. Allison Patrick is uh, has joined our board, and you know we really want to make sure that we keep the interests of the individuals that we're working for, you know, right there with us. And so not only are do we have a survivor as a board member, 
my entire team. So we have a team of about 10 people at this point in time. We're all volunteers for the organization. And uh, in every single case, except for my own case, they are individuals who are surviving with brain injuries. So they all have their own expertise from before their brain injury. Some of them were car accidents and some were sports accidents and some were you know, medical kinds of things but they all had their own uh, professional areas. So we have someone who does marketing. We have someone who was a salesperson before. We some, have someone who is a medical doctor before, um, someone who is a teacher, someone who um, was a, a graphic um, engineer, um, architect person. So we have all these individuals on our team. And basically what we do is we work together and they get to practice the skills that they want to return back to, but they get to practice those skills in a very safe environment. You know, it's okay to make a mistake. We identify that and we try and we try and figure out what strategies we can use. So it's sort of an extension of their time in the Coastline ABI program. It's a nice transitional period for them. And then obviously, you know, they're going to go on and do amazing things with their life once they're done with fast but i hope that they always stay in touch with us and i think they will <laughs> it sounds like you will it sounds like your team is, it's almost like you literally manufactured these team members you know to do this but if for them to be volunteers with those skill sets that sounds like you got a nice uh, superhero level of members so that's Indeed amazing we do <laughs> it sounds like it all right so we brought up the v train the trainers vt t3 so let's go ahead and talk about that because i'm sure there's some listeners whose ears are burning like well, get back to this other thing so <laughs> let's talk about that and i think i saw something about its relationship with uh, the veterans chamber of commerce so tie all that in and help us understand a little bit more about this sure so uh the vt vt3 is veteran uh train the trainer veterans train the trainer um and basically what we did was we wrote a grant in partnership with the um, the veterans chamber of commerce and uh, joe molina is the director for the veterans chamber that i'm working with which is kind of san diego county out here in california and um, Joe and I actually met at a Veterans Association of North County in San Diego advance meeting. And I did a presentation and he did one also. And we just figured out, you know what, this is like a great partnership. And that's exactly what the whole purpose of Vance is, is to create and generate partnerships among individuals and organizations that really have the interest of veterans at heart. And so it was a, a really great opportunity for us to work together. And so basically what we've done is we've identified, we're taking that foundation from the Infinite Hero Project I mentioned previously. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is we're now training people to train veterans in using our apps. So we, the project actually involves both training trainers and then training those trainers in how to work with uh, the actual end user. So right now we have uh, four trainers that have brain injury and we have two trainers that have post-traumatic stress. We've talked to them, we're training our trainers not only in TBI and PTSD, but we're training them in, in um, cognitive rehabilitation techniques. 
Uh, we're training them in a little bit about military culture because not every trainer is actually a military, you know, person comes from the military. And so we're very excited about it. Everything is done online. And so in, anyone can do it from anywhere across the country. We have people that are back in Virginia. We have some people that are local and we have someone that's up in Washington state that are currently our trainers. And then we're looking at trainees. So a trainee might be uh, someone like you who has identified as a person with a brain injury who might be having some struggles with organization or that fatigue thing that we've talked about. And so what we're doing is we're actually training them in how to use the best suite, which has multiple tools in it. I'd love to share more about it, but it has multiple tools in it tools that help you with fatigue and energy management, tools that help you with setting and achieving SMART goals, tools that help you with um, strategies, just identifying and rating your strategies so you know what works, um, and also task management, time management kinds of things. So our best suite addresses all of those different issues all of which are difficult often for individuals with brain injury, but also those cognitive issues that people with post-traumatic stress often deal with, but may not recognize as being uh, related to their post-traumatic stress. You know, when I, uh, <laughs> when I was going through my tests with the therapist to help me decide if I had TBI, and she started going into all these different questions, and she asked me about how do I remember this or do that, I said, you know, for some reason, I live and die by my cell phone because I use the post-it notes in here, a yep. calendar. I said, I make notes on everything. and. She was interesting because she said that's one of the workarounds that they help veterans do. And she said, how did you come up with that? I said, because I just kept forgetting and I got sick of it. <laughs> so I wrote everything down. And I think it's because I am an academic. So for me, it's like I wrote notes ever since I was in probably middle school. So for me, it's just writing notes down because I would forget. But apparently I was doing various workarounds without realizing what I was doing before I was diagnosed. So hearing you say this now, you're providing tools and techniques that is actually, you know, three levels above what I was doing from a very simplistic stage. Now we can probably apply these things not only to help us move forward, but also help us with some of our, you know, setbacks. So um, again, you said that we had more time, we could definitely go into that. But on that note, I want to ask you this. You have all these series of solutions and products, suites of applications, online courses, training, you have webinars, you have workbooks. I mean, you get, you say you have a small team, but you guys have a lot of resources and I'm very happy to say that you do. I hope you have been enjoying the show. Well, do not go anywhere just yet. We have a continuing episode with Dr. Bryant Speaks. 